Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. And Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Experience Asheville on a whole new level on a guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, gorgeous views, and van-chauffeured transportation. Tours daily, year-round, with cover and heated rooftop areas. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on 570 WWNC. Now, you be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive the latest travel news and travel tips and some really cool upcoming vacation destination opportunities. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much every podcast platform now streams Speaking of Travel. So you can listen anytime, anywhere in the whole wide world. Well... Today, I've been thinking about my dear friend, Laurie Masterson. She was an entrepreneur and an author and just an amazing woman who owned an Asheville restaurant. And Laurie battled ovarian cancer for over 20 years. And unfortunately, she passed away a few years ago. But she lived her motto, don't postpone joy every single day, and her legacy is still alive. And those simple words always provide me comfort and reassurance. You know, we all must be conscious of just how precious the act of living is. Laurie didn't let cancer bring her down, and we should follow her lead and be strong and keep going, even during especially hard times in our lives. We must remember, don't postpone joy. Now imagine an organization creating life-changing wishes for children with critical illnesses so they never have to postpone the joy of living. The Make-A-Wish Foundation has tens of thousands of volunteers and donors and supporters helping grant wishes of children who have been diagnosed with a critical illness. For these wish kids, just the act of making their wish come true can give them and their family the courage to stay strong and be optimistic. And for all of us, we have the realization that we have so much to offer the world through volunteer work or philanthropy. You know that studies have shown that travel can boost self-confidence and even offer a return to normalcy. Creating travel memories adds a sense of connection and timelessness, which really helps to put our lives into perspective. Well, my guest today is Chris Weber, the development manager of Make-A-Wish in Central and Western North Carolina, and he's going to tell us more about this amazing organization and why these wishes need each and every one of us. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show today. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, Chris, I have known about Make-A-Wish Foundation since I was a child and had a, a school friend who was able to have a wish uh, come true. Could you give us a little idea of the history of this organization and and the background and how this just absolutely wonderful uh, organization came to be? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Make-A-Wish was founded in 1980 um, in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, the very first wish that was ever granted was granted to a child named Chris Gracious. Um, his wish was to be a police officer. Um, and before Make-A-Wish was kind of a formal founded organization, um, the community just sort of rallied around him um, and, and helped make his, uh, his wish to be a police officer come true. And, and it sort of snowballed from there. They said, if we can do it for Chris, we should be able to do it for, for any kid that's got a, a life-threatening or a, um, a critical illness. Um, so it just sort of snowballed. Um, the organization was officially founded in 1980. Um, and today we have 61 chapters across the United States and 38 international affiliates. So we've got um, chapters in Europe, in Africa, in Asia, all over the place. Um, in every chapter of Make-A-Wish, every international affiliate has the same mission, and that's to grant um, the wishes of their children that are in their chapter territories, um, grant their wishes um, to kids that are diagnosed with life-threatening or critical illnesses um, uh, just across the world. Uh, we've had over 15,000 wishes were granted just this past year alone. So um, we really do have, a, have a, an impact across the, across the nation and across the world itself. That is so just absolutely amazing that it has come together like this globally because really everything that you were talking about is it, it affects people everywhere all over the world so tell us a little bit about your chapter specifically and the work that you're doing right here in in our region sure yeah so our chapter here in central and western north carolina um, serves Central and Western North Carolina, um, which is the westernmost 51 counties. Um, so we have the state kind of split between our chapter and then the Eastern North Carolina chapter. Um, so we have everything from Alamance County, kind of in the triad, Greensboro, Winston-Salem area, as far west as Cherokee, right up to the Tennessee border. So we, we only, our chapter specifically, only raises money in those 51 counties, and we're only granting wishes to children in those 51 counties. And those rules apply to all of our chapters and international affiliates. We all um, are under the Make-A-Wish brands, but we are our own 501c3 nonprofits. So we all have our own CEOs, our own board of directors. Um, we all have our own local chapter territories. So we kind of have the, the large brand impact because everyone has, has heard of Make-A-Wish, right? We kind of have that, that recognition, but we have the local impact of a smaller charity. Um, and for us, our organization grants between 350 and 400 wishes a year um, just in the 51 counties that we serve, which is crazy that we have pretty much over wish a day um, in, in the half of one state um, in the United States. It's pretty insane that, that there's such a need for it. But um, we work specifically with children in this community to, uh, to determine what their wish is and, and make it happen. And how would somebody uh, connect with you to even get that process going? So we've got an incredible team um, of about 25 staff members here um, that work for us. And then we've got hundreds of volunteers, as you said at the, at the start of the show, um, that are medical volunteers that work at hospitals that um, really serve as a lot of our referral sources. Um, so a child can be referred to Make-A-Wish through um, a social worker, through a doctor, through a parent. Um, they can be referred um, by that they can refer themselves. Um, 
and we really just have great relationships with a lot of the local hospitals. So we, we have um, a team member on our staff here that's specifically dedicated to medical outreach. So she works with all of our our local social workers and all of the major hospitals in our area to, to educate them about Make-A-Wish and help them drive referrals um, of the kids to our chapter. And is there any kind of age uh, limit or how does that work? So, um, yeah, it's two and a half to 17 at the time of referral um, is, is kind of what our age gap is. Um, so if you've got a child that's outside of those parameters, there, there are other organizations that do things in our area for adult wish granting, um, but we would do between two and a half and 17. And the, the criteria is that the child has a critical illness and is diagnosed. Uh, how, how does that work? It's a great question. It's a um, pretty common misconception, actually, um, that folks, a lot of folks, I'm glad you're using the term critical because a lot of people think that Make-A-Wish is a terminal organization. Um, we've, we have a lot of parents that when their kid is referred to us, they hesitate to even want to go through the wish process because they think that it means that they've signed a death certificate for their kid. Um, and what we do, uh, we're a life-affirming organization. So um, just because you are diagnosed and, and are referred to Make-A-Wish does not mean that there's, um, you know, this huge black cloud coming. Um, and so, yeah, so it's life-threatening critical illnesses. Um, so a lot of our kids actually end up going on to live full, happy, healthy, productive lives. Um, as obviously advances in medicine and things start um, shifting that way. So, yeah, a child that is diagnosed with, um, you know, cancers, heart diseases, blood disorders, all those types of debilitating chronic illnesses um, would be um, qualified for our, our organization. And how could somebody get more information, Chris? What is your uh, website? Where, how do you, how do, can people get more information? Yeah, so our chapter website um, here locally um, in, in North Carolina is nc, as in North Carolina, .wish.org um, is our local website. And then for folks that are listening outside of the North Carolina area, our um, national Make-A-Wish website has information on all of the other territories and, and um, chapters that serve folks across the nation and the world. Um, and that is just wish.org. Um, and there's links to refer children and qualification information, all that stuff um, on all of the websites there. That's great. Well, Chris, I want to talk to you more when we come back about some of the travel wishes that that these children um, have dreamed up and where they would yeah, like absolutely. to go. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is Marilyn Ball. I'm talking to Chris Weber here. Uh, he is the development manager of Make-A-Wish, and we'll be right back. At Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, we believe every city has a story to tell. We tell ours from the rooftops. Join us and take your holiday parties and family reunions to new heights this holiday season. Be a part of the story and celebrate with the ones you love. We will create a custom-designed private rooftop experience just for your group. We'll even pick you up at your location. Plan now for your holiday activities with us. Call 828-774-7785 or visit us at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. 
The best way to feel the love is to share it. That's why Subaru created the Subaru Share the Love event. Over the last 11 years, Subaru has donated over $145 million to charity. This year, we're continuing the tradition. Right now, when you get a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of charity partners. The ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. This year, Prestige Subaru welcomes Homeward Bound WNC and the Asheville Humane Society as our hometown charity partners. The Subaru Share the Love event. Now through January 2nd at Prestige Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. I wanted to talk with you about practicing patience. Travel can be a stressful experience if you let it be. There's so much out of your control, especially if you experience inclement weather, long lines, mechanical delays, or other unexpected events. Take a deep breath and prepare yourself from the very beginning of your journey to be patient and ready for unexpected things to happen. Download movies or podcasts to your mobile device. Bring an extra book to read. Tuck your journal into your backpack and do some writing if you find you have the time. Some travelers even practice yoga or meditation during travel delays, a great way to keep calm and carry on. This has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today talking with Chris Weber, the development manager of Make-A-Wish in Central and Western North Carolina. And Chris, hearing about this organization and how many people are being um, treated so so beautifully and um, respected, uh, well, obviously I have a tissue right here at hand because... <laughs> I don't think you can talk about Make-A-Wish without getting a little bit choked up. <laughs> right. Right. So I want to talk to you about um, about the wishes themselves, because I've been online and, and looked at your website and um, and and you feature so many wonderful stories. Give us an idea of, of what happens when somebody comes and, and makes a wish to to actually take a trip. Yeah, um, travel wishes are, are some of our biggest. Um, we we have four main wish types. Um, just as a little background on what we what we are able to do here, we have um, wish to go, which is all of our travel wishes. Um, so anybody that's wishing to go anywhere in the world or or see um, anything across the the country or the world would be a, a wish to go wish. We have an I wish to meet um, wish category, which is folks that want to meet their favorite celebrity or athlete. We get a lot of those. Um, I wish to be. Um, which is kids that you know want to be a superhero or want to be a football player. We we have connections that we can um, kind of make those experiences happen. And then I wish to have, um, which is children that want a shopping spree or a room makeover or, or things like that. But travel wishes make up about seventy um, percent of our wishes. There's there's some form of travel um, related, even if it's not a specific wish to go somewhere specifically, but it's a wish to meet someone or do something, there's travel associated with the vast majority of the wishes that we do. So um, it's a huge part um, of, of our organization and what we do. So how do how do they um, think about, I'm just curious to put myself in the head of some, uh, of a child who, who says, I want to go here or I want to go there. Uh, where do these wishes usually come from? Yeah, 
it's a great question. Um, it really depends on the kid. Um, we have kids, some of them, you know, have really, really, um, active imaginations. We've had it. We have had kids that have wished to go to the moon, um, which obviously we, we couldn't, uh, send them to the moon, but we, um, were able to do like a virtual reality experience for them where they, um, sort of felt like they were on the moon and, and all of that, which was really cool. Um, but it really comes from some, some kids have, um, you know, seen these places on TV or they've heard of their friends or their family members that have gone to these places. Um, we've got a lot of, it, it seems like a lot of Europe, uh, a lot of European travel wishes have been coming through lately. Um, honestly, the most popular travel wish that we have is Disney World. That is about 70% of our travel wishes um, are to go to Disney World down in Orlando. Um, it's not just Disney World, but any of the Orlando theme parks. Um, so that's a, a big part just based on where we are geographically in the United States. It's a pretty pretty common one for us. Um, we have kids that are going down to Florida all the time, but it really does come from, you know, anywhere. We, we really, as long as it's physically possible for us to, to make it happen, um, you know, we, we try and go out of our way to get it, get it done for these kids. So you, you must have, uh, uh, you were talking about your team and, and the people who uh, are there working with you. Give me an idea of how that process even works. You, you have an, uh, a request and then you, do you process it and look at how that would work? How does that work from, from the perspective of, the, of your organization? Yeah, that's a great question, um, and it's one that a lot of people don't necessarily know kind of the inner workings of, so I'm always happy to talk about it. Um, so from the time of uh, the referral and the actual discovery of the wish, we call um, we call when a child figures out what they want to do, the wish discovery. Um, it's usually about a nine-month period on average um, from the time of wish discovery to when a child's wish is actually executed, depending on what it is. Um, certain things are um, cyclical that only happen once a year, and those sometimes take longer. Um, but on average, it's about nine months. Um, and what happens is when a child is referred to us through our medical team, um, we have an entire branch of our organization that is called the um, mission delivery team. And what they do is they um, quite literally deliver our mission um, to our families. So they they meet with, um, with a volunteer. They will meet with the families. Um, most of the families will come actually to our office headquarters in Charlotte, and then we've got a satellite office in the Greensboro markets, um, and then we meet in the Western North Carolina area as well. Um, we'll. We'll actually sit down and meet with the families and kind of just, not an interview, I guess, is not the right word for it, but we'll talk with the families and talk to the kids um, and just try and, and identify what they want to do. And a lot of times when you're talking to these families and these kids, you can ask some questions and you'll, you'll be able to tell what it is that they actually want to do. Um, you know, a lot of times when you you know, say, do you have a favorite place that you like to visit or do you have a favorite activity that you like to do? A lot of times the wishes sort of come out in those conversations. Um, and then we kind of work with the parents and the medical team to determine feasibility. Um, obviously, with a lot of our kids that are medically complicated, sometimes travel can be pretty challenging. Uh, we have kids that are confined to wheelchairs or, or need oxygen full time. Um, so flying and, and you know, car travel can be complicated for them. But we've got some great partners that we work with to, to make those things happen. But it really is working with um, our mission delivery team, working with the families. Um, and then once they get a wish determined, they um, kind of go hard at work, working with all of our partners in the area and all of our corporate connections um, to try and piece these things together. So let's say that the family, the child says that they want to go to um, Italy. I, do you get requests like that? Like, I want to go to Italy and eat pizza or 
We do. Yeah, actually, we actually specifically had, I want to go to Italy and eat pizza this past year. It's funny that you said that. Um, yeah, we have, um, we had a, uh, we have a bunch of kids that want to go to Rome, um, to like, uh, we have some history, history buffs in our area that like to see, um, you know, see the Colosseum and, and just tour all the beautiful historical cities in Italy. We have a lot of kids that have wanted to do that. Um, we've had folks that have wanted to, you know, just travel Europe. We had a girl that wanted to go on a backpacking trip across Europe. Um, we've had folks that have wanted to visit South America or visit Australia. Uh, it really, it really runs the gamut. And then do you have a team of people who are there in those countries who, who are ready to, uh, be tour guides or to help them once they arrive? So typically, um, typically no. Um, a lot of times we, most of the places that we're sending our kids, um, have, um, affiliates, interna- especially international wishes, have an international affiliate in their country. So if we're sending a kid to Italy, they would work with the Italy affiliate of Make-A-Wish um, to help get itineraries and things pulled together, um, especially when you're doing uh, stateside travel. You know, we have a chapter in every state. So if we were sending a kid to Washington, um, you know, we have a, a chapter out there that would kind of be the, the liaison between us and the family if anything went wrong while they were out there, if they needed anything. Um, but most of the times we, we send an itinerary with the family and, um, just have everything planned out for them. So there's not a whole lot of guesswork. Um, we try and get, get the itineraries and things sent out to the families, um, you know, a couple of weeks in advance. So they have time to review and ask any questions and we give them all the funds that they should need on their trip and kind of review all that information and then, um, send them on their way. That is so wonderful. And when you talk about the family or are you talking about, uh, the parents, the siblings, how, how big of a group can go? Yeah, so it varies based on the wish, um, and, and certain chapters and have different um, restrictions on what they can and can't do. But typically, um, any approved participant would be anyone living in the home under the age of eighteen. Um, so, if a you know if a family, um, you know, you had two parents and the wish child, and then two siblings, all of those folks um, typically would be approved. It depends again on on where specifically they're traveling. Sometimes, you know, you're going to, if you go to Bora Bora and it's a $40,000 wish, we have to limit some of the approvals on that um, for funding reasons. But for most, most travel, it, it would be anyone in the home under the age of 18. Well, Chris, this is just, it's, I'm so glad that um, in 1980, this organization was founded and so many, so many lives are being changed and, and there's so much, uh, just compassion and empathy uh, being shown for for these kids. When we come back, I'd like to talk more about your organization and and your needs at that level and uh, some upcoming idea uh, fundraising uh, ideas and things that you've got going on and and certainly ways that we can be involved. Sure, absolutely. Thank you, Chris. I'm Marilyn Ball. Excuse me, I'm just getting choked up. Uh, This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Chris Weber of Make-A-Wish, and we'll be right back. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. 
Welcome to Subaruville, Prestige Subaru, on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Hi, I'm Kay Bentley of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Want to experience that Asheville vibe from the sky? Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours offers up the best views of the city and the best way to see them on a one-of-a-kind guided rooftop tour. Enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, spectacular and mountain city views, along with van-chauffeured transportation. Tours are offered year-round, rain or shine, with covered and heated rooftop areas. Come sip and see the city from a bird's-eye view with us. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and it is time to catch up with our fellow traveler, Doc Lawrence, as he takes us along the Gourmet Highway. And today, Doc is in Somerville, Georgia, and it is a visit to Paradise Garden. Paradise Garden is the vision of America's acclaimed folk artist, Reverend Howard Finster. And from what I've heard, to go there is to see a better world through art. Well, Doc, Howard was the most exhibited folk artist in the world. What's it like being in this magical place? Marilyn, well, here I am standing on one of the world's wonders, just outside Somerville in northeast Georgia, about 150 miles northeast of Atlanta, is a temple, a shrine, and a visionary center that was created by one man who told me and millions of others that God told him to create art that would honor all those things we hold dear on this earth. With only a ninth grade education, Howard Finster became the art world's rock star, and I really mean that. His paintings, all numbered, took off at some point in time, maybe in the 1970s, and sold like hotcakes till his death and still sell today. With Reverend Finster, and he was a preacher, it was God's will, which he trusted, and he did to the best of his ability. Now back to Paradise Garden. You got to come here sometime. I mean it. Millions have. This is his vision of heaven, as it was told to him, as he said, by God. And it is created out of found objects, and he used all things in the construction of this magnificent facility. At one time after his death, Paradise Garden was falling into disrepair. The state of Georgia did the proper thing, the honorable thing, and it honored one of its favorite sons, who had a status much like that of Jimmy Carter. He was known throughout the world, and President Carter loved Reverend Fenster. They loved each other. Here I come, along with thousands of others, to meditate, to find peace, to connect with something that is special, that is ephemeral and lasting. Today, Paradise Garden is a Georgia destination. Maryland kind of like visiting a park, but it's very welcoming. It's breathtaking, filled with so much of Fenster's works and his handcrafts. He saw things that we didn't see. He trusted God and his message, and he understood 
that all art and all music comes from the same source, that all life is precious and it should be honored, and to Reverend Finster and to all of us, that's not just people, but that's all creatures great and small. Maryland rock stars flocked here to Paradise Gardens. Reverend Finster did album covers for R.E.M. and the Talking Heads. He appeared on The Tonight Show. He was a bluegrass musician and had concerts at college campuses. Can you imagine that? This humble folk artist, self-taught preacher from rural Georgia, entertaining college students who adored him, much like I did. My meetings with Reverend Finster were transformational. I compare those moments to the same way I felt when I met the Dalai Lama. Well, Marilyn, tonight I'm going over to Adairsville, Georgia, which is close by to Somerville, and meet some friends of mine who write about food, wine, art, literature, and the like. And we're going to go to Barnsley Gardens Resort. We're going to have rack of lamb with root vegetables. Why not? This is December and it's cool. I'm going to have myself a Pinot Noir from King Estate in Oregon, and I'm going to bring along a bottle of Jack Daniel. You never know. They might be out, and I wouldn't want that to happen to me and my friends. Well, Marilyn, I think it's time to close up shop and move on down the road and say goodbye for now. So, for Marilyn Ball, and speaking of travel, this is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway from mysterious and wonderful Paradise Gardens in Georgia, saying I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Well, Doc, I'm starstruck. Thanks for sharing and sharing this paradise with all of us. And remember, Doc, travel slowly. You can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, I'm here today talking with Chris Weber, the development manager of Make-A-Wish in Central and Western North Carolina. And we've been talking about how these children are served with their wishes and how they come true. And Chris, it is just such a pleasure to have you on the show today. I'm so uh, grateful for all the work that you and your team, not only here in uh, North Carolina, but all over the world are doing to help children and their families uh, just live a life that um, that is happy. You must see a lot of happiness in all of this. We do. Um, yeah, we really do. And, and, you know, it can be it can be challenging for you know, a lot of these families when they're coming through our doors. Um, it's a dark time for them. Um, you know, they we're not serving families that, um, you know, have have perfect health. Obviously, we're not serving families that are in perfect situations. A lot of them are dealing with um, trauma and hospital bills and stress and financial um, distress from all of that. So, what we really try and do is bring, um, I think you talked about it earlier on the show, is, is bring kind of that, that joy and, and some hope back to these families. And um, that's what a wish experience really does. It's kind of the emotional prescription that goes along with um, all of the medical treatments that these kids are getting. Um, and it brings a sense of normalcy, um, not only to the child, but to the family unit in general. Because um, it, it can really upend a lot, of, a lot of the normal routines that these families and these folks are going through. So what we are, are proud of is, is that we can be a small part in the healing process for them. 
And you are. And I I am so appreciative, as I'm sure that the people listening are also. In fact, I have to tell you, once I started talking that I was going to be having a conversation, I can't tell you how many people have said, oh, I've I've been involved in a -A Make-A-Wish or I know somebody. Uh, The thread just is connecting so many people. So let's talk about that on an organizational level. What what are your challenges? What do you look towards as your needs? You're helping others, but what do you need? How can people help you? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for for our organization here locally in North Carolina, um, what we're what we're always trying to do is reach more kids. Um, you know, our CEO always says that you know it would be a great to one day be able to close our doors. You know what I mean? But until that, until we reach every eligible child, you know that we're not doing our jobs. Um, so, what we um, what we always need help with is is referrals in trying to find children um, that don't necessarily know about Make-A-Wish um, and, and aren't able to benefit from what we can offer um, because they're just not educated on what we do. So, um, you know, working with our local hospitals, social workers, um, schools, all those types of um, groups and, and community organizations just to help promote our mission and what we do um, helps bring more kids in and helps us serve um, just a greater, a greater territory. Well, that's that's something that we all certainly can do. And when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you more about some of the upcoming fundraisers that you do for for the chapter, the national fundraising programs that you have. And Chris, tell us again how how somebody can get in touch with Make-A-Wish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, To get in touch locally um, here with your North Carolina chapter, um, you can visit us at nc, as in North Carolina, dot wish dot org. Um, that'll bring you all the resources you need for us here in North Carolina. Um, and then nationally, wish.org um, has all of our other chapters and affiliate sites um, where you can get connected with folks around the world. And I totally recommend that uh, my listeners go and and get acquainted with these websites because what you're going to find uh, is a place of inspiration and, and joy. Uh, there's some videos there that are just going to They're just going to warm your heart. I'm here with Chris Weber. We're talking about Make-A-Wish Foundation, and we will be right back. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Hi, I'm Kay Bentley of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours offers up the best views of the city and the best way to see them. 
Experience that Asheville vibe from the sky on a one-of-a-kind guided rooftop tour. You'll enjoy history, award-winning rooftop bars, spectacular mountain and city views, along with van-chauffeured transportation. Tours are offered daily, year-round rain or shine with covered and heated rooftop areas. Don't miss the excitement. Come sip and see the city from a bird's-eye view with us. For more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on a Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here with Chris Weber, the development manager of Make-A-Wish in Central and Western North Carolina. And Chris, I have to say, there's, there's so much to know about this organization. I think you had you had talked about uh, in our last segment just educating people and, and raising the awareness for um, for people that of what make a wish is because it it's like you said, it is such a strong brand and people know what that make a wish kind of means, but on another level, there's so much more information that comes along. So I'm so glad that that we're here and and hearing so much of the backstory. Yeah, it's it's always um, always great to talk to people. And like you said, you, you mentioned Make a Wish, and they're like, "Oh, I know somebody that had a wish granted, or I've I've supported." It's it's incredible the the network that comes out just from mentioning the name. Well, let's talk a bit about um, your needs. We were talking about that earlier on the organizational level, but let's talk about some of the fundraisers that that you have for your chapter and some of the national fundraising programs. And how does that work? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. We have um, no shortage of ways to get involved here on, on a local level. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, like you said, the development manager here, and, and one of the um, tasks of my department is really raising funds. That's kind of, we have two, two wings of the business, and one of them is granting wishes, um, and the other is raising funds to make sure we can grant those wishes. So me on the development team and, and my colleagues over here, um, you know, we're, we're on more of the business side where we're, we're out there and we're working with corporations and um, local partners and planning events to try and generate funds to, uh, to, to be able to make those wishes happen. Um, and one of the, the signature events that we've got coming up um, here in our area is our Trailblaze Challenge. Um, and I know we have billboards usually all over the Asheville area and um, Charlotte and Greensboro areas um, kind of advertising this event, but it's a, um, a 28.3 mile one day endurance hike. Um, and we it's a big fundraiser for us, raises um, almost a million dollars a year just for our chapter. Um, and it's a, a group of people that come out and they fundraise for us and they are training to do this incredible experience. And we provide kind of a life-changing hike weekend experience for them um, and, and really give them an opportunity to see the tangible impact of, of granting a wish because every step that they're taking is is symbolic of, of the journey that a wish family might go through. So it's, it's really an impactful experience um, and will be really starting recruitment and, and registration for our upcoming spring hikes uh, just in January, which is, gosh, barely a month away now. So people can go on your website and get information, um, how to register and how to get involved in that? Yep. So, yeah, you can. Um, our, our Trailblaze website is um, trailblazechallenge.org. Um, and you can also go to our uh, Make-A-Wish website at nc.wish.org. 
Um, and there's a bunch of Trailblaze stuff all over the, the site there, too. And then you were talking about you go to um, different uh, businesses and organizations. And uh, so you're funding it. It's, obviously, it has to be something that is fluid and, and ongoing to keep that pot of revenue available to grant these wishes. And you have a yeah. team who does that. You have people who go out and do that as well. Yep. Yeah. Under our development team, we've got, um, you know, departments that work specifically with the corporate side. Um, so that go and have meetings with corporate partners or potential partners, um, and kind of talk to them about our needs and what our mission is, um, to, to get partnerships and buy-in there. Um, one of our biggest, um, corporate campaigns we've got going on right now, and this is across the, the country, um, is with Macy's, the department store. Um, and it's called Believe Day. And what, uh, Macy's does is, um, they, kind of centered around the Christmas holiday, um, and they encourage their customers um, to either go online to Macy'sBelieve.com or come to their store, and they have displays where you can write letters to Santa. And for every letter that they receive between um, now and Christmas Day, um, they'll donate a dollar to make a wish up to a million dollars to make a wish across the country. So Macy's is a a huge corporate partner um, in you know, it's it's partners like that that our corporate team is going out and trying to to build those ongoing kind of um, legacy relationships with. That is so beautiful, and it and it it again, it's so moving that a, a corporation, a big company like that, would uh, be able to create something that's so simple as writing a letter to Santa and right. <laughs> and then turning that into. What did you say? Up to a million dollars? Yeah, up to a million dollars. And um, they actually have, um, they they call it National Believe Day. It's actually December 6th. Um, And for every letter or online letter received on December 6th, they do $2 per letter. So that day they kind of do the double down um, effect up to another a million dollars there. So it really is a... um, it's an incredible campaign. It's really low effort for people. It's a great way if people are looking to support or donate, um, but don't necessarily have the means to write a check or make a donation to us online. It's a great way to make an impact without, um, you know, feeling like you have to, you know, sacrifice being able to get a coffee or put gas in your car or anything like that. Um, you know what I mean? You can, you can support without having to necessarily uh, put financial resources on the table. Well, that's a win-win for everybody. So I encourage right. everybody, especially on December 6th, get out there and, and, Get those letters to Santa on the uh, website. Now, would they go on the Macy's website to do that? Yeah, so we'll have links on our chapter website as well because um, it's a big campaign for us. But they can go directly to Macy'sBelieve.com, and it, it'll bring them to this um, North Pole-themed website where you can just write your letter right online, oh, and it'll submit it. That is so sweet. So give us an idea of some of the ways that that people can get involved. The Write the letter to Santa is one. You've got some... Uh, a lot of national fundraising programs going on, but really, Chris, how how could we on a on a regular basis even um, support and get involved with Make a Wish Foundation? Yeah, I mean, obviously, participation in our local events like Trailblaze and our Wishball Gala and, and those types of things are always um, highly encouraged. Um, it's a great way to to see firsthand the impact that you're making um, that the impact that you're making locally is having. Um, you know, it's, it's, you see local families, you see local kids and you get to network with people in the community, um, that are like-minded with you. So those are always great ways to get involved. Um, 
for folks that don't necessarily want to be a part of an event or anything like that, we always have, um, you know, monthly giving campaigns and things like that, where you can sign up and, and donate $20 a month and, you know, help support um, our wish families that way. Um, and then volunteering is, is always something that we need. Um, you know, putting on these events obviously takes a lot of manpower. And as I said earlier, we're just a staff of about 25 here. So we always are looking at vol- looking for volunteers that are willing to, you know, provide time and serve at our events. Um, we have volunteers that serve on all of our different wishes that we grant along with our staff members. So looking for volunteers to help determine what a wish might be for a child, um, to help us um, get medical referrals and those types of things. We're always looking for those. Um, and then we have a new program that we've launched called a Wish Booster program. Um, and this is a great volunteer opportunity for folks that maybe don't necessarily have a ton of time to commit to going and meeting with the family and helping determine a wish and doing paperwork and doing all that stuff. Um, but what we have um, are wish enhancements that we try and give to every child to help supplement not only their wish experience, but when there's that nine-month downtime between when their wish is determined and when they're actually going on the wish, we like to give what's called a wish booster, and it's a little um, injection of, of joy and a little reminder that their wish is coming. Um, so if they're going, you know, wishing to go to the beach, it might be a gift basket with towels and pool toys and sunscreen and all of that. Um, if it's a trip to Disney World, they might get, you know, a backpack with their favorite characters and games and things like that. So wish booster opportunities um, are a really low-effort way for folks to be able to volunteer and, and directly impact a kid, um, again, without having to spend a ton of time or resources to do so. Well, all of those sound very doable. And I, I want to ask you before we before we end, Chris, what is it like when those kids come back after the trip? What, is, what does that feel like? It's, um, it's really unlike anything that you can really put into words, honestly. Um, you know, when you, you meet with these families and they come back and they really are changed, um, you know, they, they come back and they have an experience that, you know, make a wish anybody can go on a trip, right. But what we're able to do and with the partners that we have, um, there's never really a trip like a make a wish trip or an experience, um, like what we can provide. Um, even something simple like going on a shopping spree is, um, a lot different than just going and bringing a credit card to target or Walmart and buying whatever you want. Um, so we really try and provide that extra sense of magic, um, and, and really just, knock it out of the park for these families because um, they're often in really dark times and it's, it's something that's, that's much needed. It's a necessity in our eyes. Um, so it, being able to talk to the families and, and hear the testimonials of kids that have gone on these wish experiences and parents that have been impacted by it, um, it, it definitely keeps all of us getting up and coming in every day. Absolutely. Well, Chris, thank you so much for being on the show and tell us one more time how we can get to your website and, and make some wishes come true. Yeah, um, local support here in North Carolina. Um, can You can find us at nc, as in North Carolina, dot wish dot org. That is our chapter website here locally. Um, and then if you're outside of the North Carolina area and you're interested in getting involved, um, wish.org is our national website, and it's got links to all of the um, local affiliates, international affiliates, and in places that you can get involved in your community. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris Weber, so much for being on the show today, and thank you and all your team for everything that you're doing. Uh, Thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk. I appreciate it. Of course. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel with my guest, Chris Weber, the development manager of Make-A-Wish in Central and Western North Carolina. And I want you to go out and have a really beautiful week. And remember that there are families who are facing some challenges right now and that you have opportunities to help. Remember my friend Laurie and her motto, Don't Postpone Joy. Don't postpone joy.